Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Revenue Cycle Decoded, where we are making sense and decrypting revenue cycle for medical practice managers. So today, I wanted to talk about your front-end revenue cycle processes and what can go wrong in the front end that can cause you to have rejections and denials on the back end and lead to more rework, um, decreased revenue, revenue leakage, decreased cash flow, increased days in AR, increased staff dissatisfaction, lower morale, patient satisfaction impacted. So many bad things happen. Um, just from some simple front end revenue cycle things that can go wrong. So we're gonna talk about that today. Let's get started. So the first thing that can go wrong, and this is so, so, so common, is simple errors in data entry. Um, maybe less of an issue today than in years past, because now we have so many um, options in our practice management systems that is sending data back and forth to the payers. So we can confirm pretty quickly um, in most cases if we have an error uh, and can be tracked down. However, it still happens and is so easy because we're humans, right? And we're humans entering data into systems. And so some of those errors can be simple transposition errors in a name, how a name is spelled, or a date of birth, or a payer ID, subscriber number, member number, um, leaving off a junior or a senior, or leaving out a middle initial. All of these sorts of things can cause that claim to come back as a rejected claim. And then that claim has to be reworked, resubmitted, and um, and that's going to cost you uh, days in AR. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you staff time to look up the issue and resend it. So one of the most common things, one of the things to watch out for, it's very important that um, whoever is entering that information in your registration systems is entering it accurately. The second thing that can go wrong is um, benefits, eligibility, and verification. Many times we're not checking that every time our patient comes to the door. And who knows what's happened in the meantime since that last visit. We may assume because our patient had Medicare at the beginning of the year, that now when she comes back to us in November or December that she still has Medicare. That may not be the case. She may have transitioned to a Medicare Advantage policy. She may be covered um, under a commercial policy and now Medicare is secondary. So very important to confirm um, that the patient's insurance has not changed. Their demographic information has not changed. For example, their address. Uh, you wanna make sure that is up to date. Um, maybe their commercial plan, they lost their job and now they, or they switched jobs and now they are covered under a different commercial plan or they're covered under COBRA plan. So very, very important to make sure that your front office people are checking your patient's insurance and subscriber demographic information every time the patient comes to the door. And, you know, just asking, has anything changed? That's not good enough. Okay, because sometimes your patient has had a change in their plan, but they don't really 
understand that because they got a new uh, a new card that that means they're on a different insurance plan or that something has changed about their plan. Maybe it's transitioned from a PPO to an HMO. So make sure you get their most current uh, insurance card every time they come through the door so that you can have the most up-to-date information on file and it is accurate. Um, sometimes things happen where the patient has lost their insurance, they're no longer covered by their insurance, and you may get the payment when you send the claim through and then it ends up getting taken back when the company realizes that the patient wasn't covered for those dates of service. That happens too. So again, very important to check, make sure your patient's coverage is accurate and verified and that they are eligible for the days of service that you're going to see them. So the next thing that can go wrong is prior authorizations or more, more accurately, missing prior authorizations. So more and more payers are requiring prior authorizations on more and more services. Some of them, you know, they come back and they say they're simplifying, but as we have seen on surveys, prior authorizations is and continues to be a growing issue. And of course, it can be very difficult to time consuming in some cases to get those prior authorizations. Make sure that whoever is obtaining the authorizations for you, whether it's your front office staff or, um, or you have a prior authorization specialist, that they have access to payer gateways or portals um, or systems to request those prior authorizations, if at all possible. If, uh, if your staff is having to sit on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour trying to get authorizations, that really eats up their time and um, it's not very productive. So if you have systems, if the payer has systems, use those systems, but make sure they're getting them and make sure they're aware of the services and procedures that require a prior authorization, that they're kept up to date. Um, if you have a notebook or a binder or something that you, you keep with your staff that's um, doing your front office or doing your authorizations, Make sure that's up to date with the services and procedures that are performed in your office that require those authorizations from the different payers. Otherwise, you could be missing out because you just your staff isn't aware that a service or a procedure now requires an authorization. So keep up to date on that. Make sure they're obtained. Make sure that information is put into your practice management software correctly so that it is included on the claim. Okay, so the last thing I want to mention is coordination of benefits. Very important that your staff understands how coordination of benefits works if your patients present with more than one payer. For example, if your patient has two commercial payers and they need to understand the birthday rule, right? And if you're, and we'll talk more about the birthday rule and coordination of benefits in a, a separate video. The other thing that they need to know is Medicare secondary payer. When is Medicare secondary? You know, we often think, and some people think Medicare is always primary, but that's not the case. And so they need to understand um, when Medicare is a secondary payer instead of the primary payer. And many systems now have a questionnaire that you can go through to answer that will then tell you which insurance is primary and which is secondary if your patient has Medicare and another insurance plan. 
but that should be completed again every time your patient comes to see you um, because again that information can change so that needs to be updated at every visit make sure we're getting the correct order of the payers on the claim otherwise you take the risk of the claim being sent to the wrong payer the secondary payer first and being denied coming back to you then you have to rework that claim um, send it to the correct payer and get paid and then back to the secondary so it of course increases your days in ar slows down that cash flow and you may be missing out on payments um, that you could be receiving so all of these things are things that can go wrong in those front office processes that is one of the key positions in the revenue cycle. It's where everything starts. And we wanna make sure we get those processes right so that we're submitting clean claims and getting paid promptly for the services that we provide. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If it has, please like and subscribe, click the bell down below to be notified when I post new content. Also, please visit my website, revenuecycledecoded.com. I do have a regular webinar where I go uh, into revenue cycle for the medical practice manager. It is an introductory webinar talking about the different pieces of the revenue cycle and how they impact the financial health of your practice with some very actionable steps for you. So I is this a free webinar it's about an hour long so i invite you to go to my website check out the webinar information and sign up for a time that fits for you um, also i want to remind you that i do have a front end denials decoded course available and in this course i go deep into front office front end revenue cycle issues that can cause claims rejections and denials and how to solve and manage those rejections and denials so that you get paid for them but more importantly how to prevent them using a systems and a team um, quality improvement approach and i think you will find it very helpful it will definitely help you recover more money and help you improve your profit margins in your practice decrease your days in ar and of course improve your staff morale and your patient satisfaction because less time is being spent on rework and patients are being billed correctly or their payers are being billed correctly so i think you'll find that very helpful i hope you'll check them out you can also listen to my podcast i'm on spotify and Google and Apple Podcasts. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook at Revenue Cycle Decoded and on LinkedIn, Revenue Cycle for Medical Practice Managers. So I hope you will find me. Uh, take a look at the website, revenuecycledecoded.com. And finally, have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining me today.